Welcome everybody to a new Christmas We Just Beat North Carolina episode of the OTT Podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio. And tonight I am joined by my co-host, Fake Barney, who must be just on cloud nine right now. Barnes, how you doing? I'm loving it. I'm just Ric Flair strutting all over town. <laughs> Grocery store. Woo! Gas station. Woo! <laughs> Work, woo! Everywhere I walk, it's just, you know, just doing the strut, baby. I love it, I love it. All right, I'm also joined by my husband, Matt. We are in our cabin at Barron River Lake. It's very cozy. We've got a fire with a Yule log. Matt, how you doing? I'm happy to be part of another uh, edition of the Christmas podcast for the OTT. Good to see that Barney is uh, uh, styling and profiling out there in Carolina. I know, man. I was gonna say it's it, this. I didn't know if we were gonna get this win, and I was pretty nervous going into this game, just because, based on what Kentucky's done this year, you have no idea what to expect. And lo and behold, they just went out and whooped up on the Tar Heels, which makes nobody happier happier than Fake Barney, who is entrenched in the middle of the Tar Heel State. Yeah, I mean this is this is my this is my Louisville game. I mean this is my game where I mean everybody that I'm around. Uh, you know, is a big is Carolina fans, and not only that, you know, I'm the only Kentucky fan that they know. So, so you know, when we lose to, you know, Seton Hall, uh, my phone blows up, and I have enjoyed the sweet sound of cricket silence. <laughs> well, and also the last game that we played against them was so terrible for us. You know, I mean, it's. It's hard to go into this game with a ton of confidence after Luke May hit a you know a shot at the buzzer to send us home in the Elite Eight. It's it's hard to talk a ton of trash heading into that game, but but we still managed, and that's why it feels even better. Yeah, I mean, it's this is just ridiculous. They still try to talk trash. I mean, they, you know, I I think that uh, you know that they're they're going to say that they've been the better program since, and then they try to splice history. Because they they can't go back all the way. You, you, history is history. You can't say I've been the best program since uh, you know last week or the best program since two weeks ago. I mean that or you know if we did that we would be the better program. You know, when, when Kentucky, you know we have we go back to all of history. We don't have to cut it up into <laughs> portions to say well you know since two thousand or since. 1999, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll cut it off, like, right after we won a championship. You know, like, since since 1999, you know, Carolina's won this many and Kentucky's won this many. No, shut up. It goes all the way back to the beginning of time. I don't care that we won pro, uh, his, uh, championships in the 60s or in the 50s or in the 40s or whenever. You know, Carolina, if they didn't care about history, they wouldn't be making up a, a, a win from 1924 <laughs> and hanging it up in their rafters. I mean, they care about history, and that's why it bothers them. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of it, Matt, I was the yeah. whole week leading up to it was the talk about Roy Williams's contract extension and and the fact that he's going to be coaching at UNC till 2028, which means he'll be what 77 years old. I mean, I think that kind of dominated the talk this week, and it's just you have to hear about Dagum Roy even more. And I had to sit and listen to his press conference, and it's just it just made you want to beat him even more. Yeah, I. That's a long extension for for a guy that's kind of old, you know. I don't want to speak ill of poor Roy, but ill of the old. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at that point in time, he's going to be the same age as 
more than half the people that are sit- sitting around the arena. Not to say that Rupp Pauly has the same sort of situation, but how cool will Roy be eight years from now? Probably not too cold. Well, maybe a little bit colder than we might think. Yeah, and it's just, I leading up to it, the whole, like, Cal's lost it kind of talk, and, and Roy, you know, is just, he's going to be there for forever, and he's done things the right way, the Carolina way, which is just such a joke. I mean, I just, I got so tired of that narrative, but, but thankfully, Kentucky just came in and did exactly what they didn't do versus Duke. They came out from the start and just pounded them. I mean... Right from the start, you had the Ashton Hagen steal. You had a Tyler Hero three. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better start to a marquee game against a top ten opponent. Right, Barney? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we played so well this game. And, and we, you know, what, what's crazy is, you know, we could have played a lot better. Uh, you know, I think we had 18 turnovers or something. Uh, you know, we missed a lot of wide open shots. Now, I mean, you're always going to miss some shots, but. I'm not saying we should have made every shot, but we did so well passing the ball this game that we passed the ball, did the extra pass to the wide-open three-point shooter. We had a wide-open three-point shooter and then did an extra pass to a even more wide-open three-point shooter and then missed quite a few of those. Uh, I think a lot of them were, was, was Tyler Hero, but, but um, you know, he made up for, for some of those misses in other ways. But you know, I think that uh, you know, we, we could have played so much better. And then in the second half, um, you know, we played the exact same way but, you know, I don't know if Roy got the referee's ears or what, because the foul discrepancy in the second half at one point was, was I think, 6-0 to zero and then maybe 7-1. to one. And then once we once they got a double bonus, you know, it, the CBS just stopped putting the foul discrepancy on the bottom of the line. I mean, it was well over 10 fouls for us and only two or three for Carolina. I mean, really the only answer that Carolina had to our offense when they had the ball was the whistle. Right, and then, like you said, I love that CBS had that at the bottom of the screen. It was like, come on, man, we know. Like, you don't have to point it out to Kentucky fans. We know this. But I think, like, Ashton Hagens was such a big part of the game, and he's played well the past two or three games coming in. But, like, last night he just asserted himself as a difference maker. And I think Reed Travis was equally as big. I mean, he he is so awesome. Like, he's the type of player – I don't think many would have expected to end up at Kentucky, but he's been great. Like he can't jump super high. Like I, we always joke, like who has the higher higher vertical, like Dakari Johnson or Reed Travis. But you know he does everything great. He he dominates down low. He's a rebounding machine. And finally, he and PJ Washington seem to be on the same level. Matt, what was it like for you to kind of see them working together, like well for once? Well, I think it was great because, I mean, I think it's hard for them to sort of be on the court with each other. They both kind of do a little bit of the same thing, and they have to sort of kind of share the wealth. I just admire Reed Travis's IQ. I mean, he just stays calm. He focuses on what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to get boards. He's supposed to be a beast in the paint. And if anything, he's setting a model for PJ to do the same. Uh, he kept it calm, he kept collected, and he had P.J. come out in the second half and do the same thing. Even though his first half wasn't uh, quite up to P.J. material, second half, a lot better. So, you know, keeping with the program, keeping with the mindset that, you know, look, eventually it'll come, just let the game come to me. Uh, I just love watching Ree Travis, and I love seeing uh, or uh, that rub off onto P.J. as well. Totally, and, and Barney, I don't know if you follow Reed on Instagram, but uh, I, I had to laugh because last night 
everybody was posting their, you know, victory, you know, snaps and whatever. And it was like videos of the, from the locker room. But then the team got to go home for Christmas. And so they all went separate ways at the airport. And I had to laugh because I guess they, you know, the just a couple of the guys ended up at some restaurant at the airport. And Reed had like a cheeseburger fries and like a glass of wine with like the little extra carafe of wine. And it was like, it was like those moments you realize he's 23, 22 years old. It's like, but he's yeah, a classy 23 year old. I know, like, you know, he's old hey, enough to have a burger and a bottle of wine. Right. That's, like, that's you know, I loved it. I loved it. I, I think that the videos and the pictures of the team after the game, that's exactly what we've been wanting to see since the Bahamas, but we haven't. And it's just the shot in the arm that I know I definitely needed. What about you, Barney? Well, the, no, the only wine that's there, that's getting passed around here isn't uh, isn't just Reed Travis's. You know, Carolina fans online are <laughs> are full of that wine. They've always had the wine and cheese, but now they're they're whining with an H. You know, just 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 crying their little eyes out. You know, about how oh, this win doesn't matter. You know, last time you guys won in in December, and look what happened in March. You know, so I mean, I I um, I do think this was a great win for as a program. Um, you know, for us um, to kind of get things back on track and get the fan base excited. Um, however, you know, Carolina's uh, did get the last one in March. And so to me, you know, the, we're really not going to completely put down the, the ghost of, of Luke May until, you know, I think we outperform in, in, the, in, in March. And we've got to, we've got to win some titles. You know, I mean, you know, they, they have won – you know, several titles here lately, and, uh, you know, it's time for us to, 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 you know, close the deal. So if you were going into this game, like if you could put your confidence at a, like at a percentage of could Kentucky win the national championship, coming into the North Carolina game, what would it be? And coming out of it, what would it be? Could we win? I would say percentage chance before the game. I don't know, like 50, and now it's like 100. Now I know that we can win. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, there's a 100% chance that we're going to win or anything, but I, I definitely had my doubts about what was going on with this team since the Bahamas. Right. All right, Matt, what about you? Um, hmm. So it, it definitely made me feel like we, we, we could build off of this. It, it definitely was a resume win that we needed. Uh, going into the SEC uh, conference play, it's it's not going to be easy. We're no. going to take a couple of losses. We really needed to have a good signature win to put on a resume, especially after losing to Seton Hall. And I don't care if they beat Maryland, you know, <laughs> this weekend. Uh, the 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 point discrepancy of the of the Duke loss and then losing to Seton Hall, even at neutral court, they're not really a blue blood team. So being able to put a victory on a on a on a blue blood team is is really important for us, especially for Carolina, who beat Gonzaga, who Gonzaga beat Duke. So, you know, in the end, we're sort of kind of all, not on the same playing field, but we've all had a good win. We've all had a good loss, and that's going to hopefully balance out by the time seeding comes around for the tournament. So if you had to put a percentage on your confidence level, Kentucky can win the national championship right now. Well, I was really low before going into <laughs> this game. So I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not quite as high as Barney, uh, but I'll, I, I'll wait a little bit, maybe to the Kansas game, but I'll at least give it 70%. 70%. All right, I like it. 
All right, so before we go any further, um, I want to tell you about our sponsor. We've got a really, really, really awesome sponsor this week. Um, so Kentucky is playing in the SEC tournament this year, which is in Nashville. Barney, you still haven't been to an SEC tournament. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, uh, you're right. I've never been to an uh, SEC tournament. I really want to go. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> well, so I'm let me tell you about this <laughs> offer I've got. Because KSR is partnering with Bridgestone Arena to offer premium seating packages to the SEC tournament, which includes tickets to all sessions, plus food and drinks, all unlimited. And there's so many options, and I'll go through them with you. But if you want to, like, look into this, if you're listening to this before Christmas and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to get a Christmas gift, and just say you have a little bit of money to spend and you really want to make somebody's Christmas special, then go to bridgestonearena.com slash SEC or call 615-770-7888. And I'll just go through the options real quick because they're awesome. I mean, Matt and I have been fortunate enough to go to a couple Preds games and sit in some of these like premium areas. And they're awesome. They really make the game. They do. It like You know, it's one thing to just watch a game from the stands. Which, you know, everybody's done. But it's another thing to kind of get to go to these, like, club areas. And there's so many options that, you know, KSR is partnering with Bridgestone to offer. So there's a bunker suite, which is, like, down near the Lexus Lounge, which is kind of, like, the really upscale premium area. It's got lots of, like, really high-end buffets, high-end, unlimited, you know, all-inclusive drink options. Like, you can get really good draft beer. You can get pretty good, you know, um, like spirits, like cocktails and wine. And let's just say, alcohol just doesn't just pop up out of nowhere in the SEC tournament. No, it doesn't. You have to be in, like, a certain area in that arena to get it. And so, you know, you can go to the Bunker Suite, which gives you 21 lower-level tickets per session. So, I mean... It's not just you and your family. Just get all of your favorite, like, friends together to watch the games. And there you can also do, you get floor seats next to the court. You can do a private suite. You can do, which I think is probably the best bang for your buck, is the all-inclusive zone, which is where Matt and Drew and Ryan and all of the KSR crew hang out throughout the sessions. And I think they're going to do their pregame and postgame shows from there, which will be even more special. So you can get a tabletop in there, or you can just do a Lexus Lounge Pass, which means, you know, if it's a crappy game, but you still want to go hang out and, you know, be a part of the environment, you can go in there, eat some awesome food, drink some awesome drinks, mingle, hang out. I mean, you never know who you'll run into. I, it's just a neat, a really neat thing that we're offering for fans this year. So if you're interested, again... We'll have the link on KSR, or you can call 615-770-7888. So, Barney, I mean, do we need to save the guest room for you and Baby Pop? <laughs> for sure, yeah. This, that's, a, that's, a, that's a steal. That's a great deal. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, we've been there for so many Preds games, and they have these carving stations, which are always really fun. Like, mm. The the Preds played. Who was it? It wasn't. Was it the Sharks? The San Jose Sharks. They had shark fin soup and yeah. shark steak, and it, it was great. They <laughs> very themed food. Right. I don't know how like detailed they're gonna get for the SEC tournament because it's not like they're gonna be able to have you know fourteen different mm-hmm. mascots in food form. I, 
Bye. Maybe some Razorback, uh, you know, <laughs> a on, a, on, on a pig on a stick or that sort of thing. Right. I think what's really great about it is just the option. I mean, usually when you're buying a ticket, you, you buy it for more than one game. Uh, you're definitely going to go see the Cats, but are you going to hang out for the other game? If I'm in a in a nice uh, premium seat with premium food, I'm going to stick around for the other game. Yeah, and the SEC is really good this year. So what would have been a really boring game, you know, two years ago, like might be a really great game this year. And I think since it's in Nashville, you're probably going to have some Tennessee fans there, make the atmosphere a little more exciting. But yeah, so if again, if you're interested in that, we have all the information on KSR. Uh, but I think the question we all want to know, Barney, is did you have to sleep on the couch last night? I did not. I went and redeemed <laughs> myself with a big bowl of queso and chips from Baby Bop's favorite Mexican restaurant. And I kept my gloating uh, to Twitter and kept it all on the inside. So Look at I was that very maturity. Way to go, Barney. Well, That's me. Well, I, mean, I don't know if I would tell, you know, don't give me too much credit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm being a, a total butthole online. Uh, right now, I'm in a Twitter war with UNC Humor. Uh, so feel free to, to check out that's at UNC underscore humor. Um, and they have 23,000 followers that Whoa. make their little quips about Carolina and little jokes that they make and during games they they uh they like to to say what's going on why isn't Roy playing freshman and things like that and right now I'm making fun of them for making gifs of Luke May um for <laughs> partition history uh you know all the classic Carolina arguments right now they're this guy's really going off and then he just called me broski oh god um, so, oh, so I think he, yeah, he, he told me that I was losing the argument pretty publicly, Broski, and I said, "Well, you lost the game pretty publicly, Broski, on Saturday." So. <laughs> has Broski he, is kind of harsh. Has he uh, accused you of wearing jeans to a, uh, a formal event yet? <laughs> no, but I was talking about how we have more champ. I was like, "Look, here it comes down to this, and it really does come down to this." When you're look, when you're looking at comparing the programs, Kentucky and Carolina, would you rather have more wins and more championships, or would you rather have more Final Fours? And uh, the, the head-to-head, you know, they've got us head-to-head. That's really what it comes down to. Like, what's more important to you, more wins and more championships or, you know, uh, almost winning the most and, uh, and and the head-to-head record? I mean, and, and you know, some guy was just like, well, by this logic, you know, Princeton has 28 football titles and Yale has 27 titles. So are they the best college football programs of all time? No, oh, gosh. So, I mean. Which, which is ridiculous. And then, you know, I mean, I, I was just like, you know, I, I told him I'd rather have either Princeton or uh, Yale's uh, football programs over Carolina. But, yeah. <laughs> it's not really his point, I don't think. Right. You, you know what I love about Barney is he just doesn't pull any punches when it comes to Carolina. Not at all. There's a lot of Kentucky fans that sit back and say, hey, I have a lot of respect for Carolina. You know, they've got a good program, great history, and that sort of thing. But Barney, he just might as well just pee on them. Well, Tyler's seen some of this, though, Matt. I mean, she's been down there to the yeah. Dean Dome. Isn't and, that bad? And, it's, oh, it's pretty go ahead, bad. Tyler. Tell me about your experience. It's just, it's the elitism we stuck you in the crowd. I remember the, the game that you had at uh, Dean Dome yeah. where they were a little rough on you when you had to do the media from the crowd. Well, there was that, and then there's the one I went to when I was in college. My dad always loves to tell the story about how I dated a UNC fan my freshman year just so I could. Whoa. Yeah, no, but it gets. Let me finish. 
just so I could get his ticket to the Kentucky game at the Dean Dome. And it's uh, it's totally true. I mean, I, I'm still friends with the guy, but I will never forget going to that game with him. And it was like an early game. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I was the only person, his dad had season tickets. I was the only person in that section wearing, you know, Kentucky blue. And I was so obnoxious. And like, it was, it was even better because the guy who took me, my date was really hungover from some like party the night before. And so I, I was so obnoxious. Like on the way home, I just gloated. Like I, we didn't, you know, we were not romantically. It quickly ended yeah. after that. Yeah. We were not romantically linked after that, but but I don't regret it at all because that day was awesome. But but what makes UNC fans so annoying? And I kind of got some heat on this from on KSR this week because I called them all a pretentious bunch of pricks or something. But it, you don't really fully appreciate it until you have to deal with them day in and day out. And it's just the, you know, we're so much better than you because we're such a good academic public university and, you know, blah, 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 the elitist. You know, we've been to more Final Fours. We have Michael Jordan. We wear powder blue and we have Argyle on our jerseys. It's just, it gets to be too much. And, and Barney, I know you more than anybody knows what it's like to deal with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're just, you know, they're they're a special breed of, of people, and uh, <laughs> you just have to, to come at them with facts. Uh, they will then respond by partitioning history into their facts, and you have to say, no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you can't just you can't just choose. This is the section of history that I like. This is the section that I don't like. Uh, you have to look at it holistically, and you have to say. Now, 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 I know it's tough because you, you have to make up classes and make up tests. And, and you know, this, this, is how, this is how it's done and in the real world. You sit down and you, you look at this, at, this, at this block of performance. And in this time block, which is all of time, Kentucky has more wins than you, has more championships than you, and we're more relevant than you. And, you know, you're a great program. You're nice. You know, you, you're, you've got a nice diet shade of blue. But, you know, uh, it, it's, it's still just a little... A little washed out, and uh, just just you're just like your shoes. You just gave a contract extension to, and and you know uh, he is uh, he's got a good uh, O and uh, O and one record since that contract has been extended. So I hope he stays forever. Oh, oh <laughs> Roy! Since we're partitioning uh, history, I mean, what's Cal Perry's record of Kentucky versus Roy? Pretty good. It's pretty think. good, isn't he? Like, he's like six two, maybe lost. Yeah, two. I mean, you know, since we're since we. You know, we get to partition history, then I guess two on the head-to-heads. You know, instead of looking at head-to-head all time, where you know Dean Smith owned Joe B. Hall, you know, in the in the '70s or whatever, uh, then uh, let's let's partition history, uh, you know, to the current coaches that we have. Cal Perry's kicking his butt. You can't argue with that. So, if you're listening to this, you are probably either on your way to your families for Christmas or. You know, hanging out, just wasting time. So I thought we could do a little bit of Christmas stuff, but not too much because you may be listening to this after Christmas. Um, so we're going to do a spin on like naughty or nice. And we're going to go through some like sports figures and say whether or not they deserve coal in their stocking or a cookie in their stocking. So Barney will let you go first. This one's really easy. Mark Stoops. Coal or Cookie. 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 Definitely, <laughs> definitely cookie, right? I mean, I think we can all agree about that. How excited are you for the bowl game? I'm excited. It's going to be really fun. I'm glad that 
that uh, Josh Allen and, and Benny are playing. Um, I'm glad we're playing a really good team like Penn State. Uh, you know, talk about a historic uh, powerhouse in college football. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be uh, a, a lot of fun. I'd like for us to win. You know, it'd be good for us to, to come away with a, with a win. And, and uh, you know, I like that I liked everybody's doubting us. So, you know, every time that's happened this year, it's been good for the Cats. I agree, and, and I like what you said about um, you know people doubting us, and it would it would be so nice to win this game. Normally, I don't care about bowl games, but the fact that Benny and Josh are playing kind of gives it a little bit more edge. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I mean, h- how many uh, guys who are looking projected now? I think number two in the draft. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw on Twitter, would be playing in a bowl game. Uh, much less, I mean, it's a New Year's Day bowl game, but I mean, it's sort of, it's, you're not playing for a national championship right. here. Uh, Josh Allen, I hope he goes out there and, you know, sacks that quarterback 20 times if he could. But if he also just, you know, plays the first half and says, you know what, I did my part, I'm going to be chill, I'd be fine with that too. Look, I'm just happy to be there. I'm happy to tell people when they say what bowl game Kentucky's playing, I say we're playing a New Year's Day bowl. Totally. Uh, and I really, really hope that Benny goes out there and uh, breaks that record he's been looking at the whole season. Absolutely. That would be an even better way, even if we didn't win, a good, awesome way to finish off the, the season. Yeah, he needs about 107 yards to break Sonny Collins' record. And I, I think he's going to get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you, you say cookie, right? For oh, sure. he's definitely getting a cookie. <laughs> he's getting chocolate chip with uh, a nice glass of warm milk. Nice, nice. All right, so the next one's a little bit harder. Rick Patino, Barney, Cole or Cookie? What? Cole? What is he? He doesn't even have a stocking. He's not even on Santa's like list. Did, did Santa? Is, oh, I mean, we're, the I think the government shutdown didn't affect NORAD, so we have to see what time Santa makes it to Greece. But I mean, I'm not even sure, like, like if he's if he's even on the list. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. I put him on the list because. He's done terrible things, right? Especially if you're a Kentucky fan, you can say he's done terrible things. But he also took down Louisville. I mean... He took down the banner. Yeah. He took down their banner. He kind of... If if in some... You know, say 20 years from now, Rick's gone and whatever. Say somebody found a letter that he wrote buried somewhere in some, I don't know, piece of furniture or whatever. Porcini's under the table. Whatever. And it, it, it was like a confession about how he did all of this. He was a Kentucky fan underneath it all. And he was sabotaging the Louisville program. I mean, you could argue he has done more to take down Louisville than anybody. So for that, yeah. for that I might give him like, I don't know. This is my rage. But it was, I, he he deserves a little bit of a cookie. He yeah. doesn't, you know, he doesn't deserve a fresh, you know, out of the oven, maybe a stale cookie. <laughs> but, but he, you know, he, he does deserve a little bit of what's love. The, Thank what's the you, worst Rick. Cookie? Thank you for doing all these things, and then all, all things going to Greece, so that we can just sit and point and laugh at you. When That's we like giving Mr. Magoo credit or something, like for like running into things. Like he, I think, he, he destroyed Louisville. It was accidental. He was just stumbling around being a buffoon, and things worked out to our favor. What's the What's the like worst Amelia kind of Bedelia. cookie we could give him? Like a like a generic grocery store. A moon pie. Oh moon God, pie. moon pie. I, moon pies are gross. Mm. I don't know. Okay, next up, I'm gonna say Penny Hardaway. <laughs> 
Coal or cookie? Matt, I'll let you go first. Oh, he totally deserves a piece of coal or two. Uh, you know, trying to, well, honestly, did. You know, moving in on some recruits. He's, I don't think well, you can't fault him for that. Well, but I mean, he's really not that great of a coach, I don't think. He's right. just a good NBA player that stumbled upon AAU. And I'm sorry, picking on Rick Barnes is picking on, you know, the <laughs> nicest guy, you know, the you know, the most congenial guy in high school. Like, what did Rick Barnes ever do to you? Right. So I, he definitely deserves a call or two in, in my book. Barney, do you agree? Uh, yeah, somebody pooped in his arena behind a concession stand. Uh, <laughs> so you know, if, you, if you don't have control over that, then who you know, does that? You're, you're, oh, the more I, I hear well, about that story, the weirder it is. I, I, I thought I thought people were just being like you know like facetious when they were talking no, about it. Like he, somebody no, actually they were being took fe- a poop. Facetious. <laughs> facetious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he definitely gets a piece of coal. Uh, John Calipari. Um, I will let I will go first on this one. Um, I think Cal deserves a cookie because even though it's early and who knows what this team's going to do, he got to serve up some humble pie after Saturday's game. And as someone who was giving him some grief because there were a couple weeks where it looked really bad, and then Quade decided to transfer. And he's missing out on all these recruits. It looked a little bleak, but you have got to give Cal credit. It, I mean, ultimately, it's going to depend on what these freshmen do. But for the first time since the Bahamas, I liked the team I saw on the floor. And and I think he deserves some credit for that. What do you think, Barney? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Even though in the postgame show, I was a little bit concerned there for a minute when Cal like, like kind of went – um, oh, when he was, started screaming, uh, ha- yeah, he went like he went all Howard Dean on us there for a minute, and I, <laughs> it kind of it kind of tripped me out a little bit. I do think he was kind of letting out a little bit of frustration. I was kind of with that caller at the post game show. Uh, you know, I, I think that I think that with the people tweeting at his daughters, which is stupid, and you know all the all the people that were harassing you know him and you know on online, you know, I think some of that definitely got back to him and annoyed him. And I think that uh, you know he was right to be able to to let a little bit of that out. It was just it just it just scared me for a second. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was doing I was writing the recap, so I was listening to that, and I had my headphones in. And um, when he started going off on his little rant, I unplugged my headphones so Matt could hear. Was that was like, pretty loud. I know. I didn't even have to like the volume turned up that loud, but he was just screeching. Uh, Matt, what do you say, coal or cookie? Ooh, he was he was about to get a, a lump or two of coal. Uh, some of the comments that week after the Seton Hall loss yeah. was a little rough. I, I don't want to tell my players, pretend like you won the game. Yeah. Uh, that's just not a good look. Uh, and that's something that is just nothing but uh, fodder for the Duke and USC fans of the world to point and laugh at us. And that's something that I just... Don't want to happen, you know. Well, we would Sometimes have made you fun lose of him. Like I, yeah. that's that's something that I kind of got grief for too. It's like I, I, I just said I'm not going to sit here and pretend we beat Seton Hall, and I understand that message was for his players, but it doesn't make it any less ridiculous. Um, thankfully, we don't have to sit and linger on that. But man, mm-hmm. but but no, uh, a, a win against UNC gets you gets you out of the cold 
Bannon into the cookie jar. What kind of cookie? What level cookie? Ah, uh, sugar cookie. Sugar but if cookie. You beat Louisville, you get two chocolate chips okay. with pecans. With pecans. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hope he doesn't have a nut allergy. <laughs> Uh, finally, I, I think this one's kind of an interesting one. I'm gonna Bill Self, Kansas's coach. It looked like he was gonna get a whole like truckload of coal a few months ago when the FBI investigation was kind of heating up in uh, the college hoops trials. But I mean, it, yeah, like it always does. I know it's gonna be a while until the NCAA kind of rules on all that. He's still kind of gotten off scotch free. Barney, what do you think? Uh, how is he still the coach at Kansas? It is beyond it's Kansas, me. and they just don't care. Like they just turn a blind eye to all this. You know, you have the player. It's unbelievable. You, was, Who what? wants to go to Kansas? The FBI doesn't want to go to Kansas. Clearly. NCAA doesn't want to go to Kansas. Nobody yeah. wants to go to Tornadoes. Kansas. Tornadoes. Tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> Not even them. They're leaving Texas. They're coming out to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they moved Tornado Alley. They, they, they even they got tired of it. <laughs> like bump this, man. <laughs> Go someplace with some hills and some terrain. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Bill Self, coal or cookie? He definitely deserves coal. His toupee deserves a cookie, but everything <laughs> else deserves coal. I I really, really want to beat uh, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Me too. We, I'm tired of losing to Kansas at Rupp. My God. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's time to set things straight. Let's bring it back to 2012 and let's beat Kansas. All right, so quick hypothetical. We haven't, be, we haven't beat Kansas and Rupp in forever. I mean, this is the last time. The last two games I went to the Kentucky Kansas games at Rupp, and we did like a, we did like the C A T S shirts, and it was like the blue white blue white shirts one time, and they try to have these gimmicks and stuff, and and then we lose. Yeah, I'm tired of losing to Kansas at, at Rupp. Yeah, you know, we we need to defend our house against against Bill Self and his stupid toupee. And it, and it's going to be a rough again, a rough SEC conference play. So we're going to need that. Uh, Kansas win to reset everything back and remind the NCAA why we should be a top seed. Totally agree. Um, so if you had to choose one, you can only win one, Louisville or Kansas? Barney, mm. you go first. Um, Kansas. I think the Kansas would make – I mean, right now I'm looking at March. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, from now on, you know, we've got to keep our focus on our seed um, and, and about – uh, you know, seeing if we can try to somehow um, get in the Louisville region, um, and Kansas is a team that could sneak in there. Uh, Louisville is not a threat to that. Um, and they'll win enough ACC games probably to 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 not make that a bad loss. Um, but we you can't you can't lose at home, and so we we got to win against Kansas. Matt, what do you think? I agree. You got to win that home game. Uh, especially coming to the end of the season like that. Louisville is looking a little bit better this year. Chris Mack is trying to bring the Mack back to Louisville. Oh, gosh. It's an away game against a rival opponent. It's the first true away game for this team. So if you took a loss, it wouldn't be the worst in the world. But as Barney said, win at home, beat Kansas. I mean, I agree with you guys, but at the same time, I really don't want to lose to Louisville because that would just—I feel like it would take a lot of the air out of the uh, the North Carolina win. It would just be like a, not a screeching halt, but it'd be like, man, we were doing so good. The fan base was finally getting back on board, and then splat. Yeah, Louisville's not that good. I know they're playing like pretty well, just sound basketball. But if you can stop them from hitting threes, they don't scare me that much. 
But hopefully we can get both wins and that will not be something I have to worry about. Um, we are going to wrap this up. Hopefully you guys are listening to this uh, before Christmas. And if you are, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. I figure we finish up with one simple question, which is what was your favorite Christmas present you've ever gotten? And I'm going to start with Matt. The Nintendo Entertainment System 8-bit, hands down, no questions asked. <laughs> I flipped when we got that. It was the best Christmas present ever. What was the first game you had? Well, you know, it was one of those things where my parents screwed up and they, you know, they kind of let me choose my own gift and I opened up a gift and it was like the Spy Hunter video game for the NES. I was like, I don't even have the NES. And I was eight years old. You didn't old. put two or two together? I did. I was eight years old. I was not a bright kid. I did not put two and two together. <laughs> I think my brother did, but my brother was being nice and cool. He probably knew that we already were getting it, uh, and I just flipped out when we opened it up. You so. were like something to dream for. So one I, day. I think really the first game I played was probably just Super Mario Brothers. So. That's a good one, uh, Barney. What was your favorite Christmas present you've ever gotten? Man, I had um, three like three way tie. Uh, Three-way tie. tie. I, I think we said favorite. All right, most we, favorite. we only had we only had one white Christmas my entire life, and it was 1989. And I got uh, that was the year of the Batman movie uh, with Michael Keaton, and I got all the Batman action figures and the Bat Cave from Santa Ooh, Claus. Ooh, that's cool. uh, so that combined with the fact that it was the only white Christmas I've ever had uh, goes down, and then. <laughs> The coolest, like, biggest surprise I ever got was the G.I. Joe General. It was, like, this huge, like, mobile command center um, that was on the G.I. Joe TV show that I liked a lot. Um, but I think probably, I'm, like, I'm with Matt. I think my biggest, like, the happiest I ever was was a Nintendo 64. Because I had wanted one. Like, I got it way later than everybody else got it. Like, my parents had said no. Because we already had a Sega Genesis and like other video games, and they had said no for like years on the Nintendo 64. So when we finally got into the 64, um, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Sega was always the the Pepsi to Coke when it came to video game consoles. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog, poor guy. Uh, mine was I easy for me. You all say video games. I say my dog <laughs> Mummy. My dad gave me a little puppy, a Jack Russell Terrier, when I was about 12 years old. And we named him after Hal Mummy, who at the time was UK's football coach. And he was so cute, and he was the runt of the litter, and he was adorable, and one of the best dogs I've ever had. Um, Unfortunately, he's not still with us. If he was, that'd be an incredibly long life. But uh, he was a great, great dog, and I loved him so much. So rest in peace, mummy. Rest in peace, mummy. I know you're you're listening to this from up above, Rainbow Road. <laughs> from Rainbow Road. But anyways, guys, we hope you have a very merry Christmas, and we will be back soon. Maybe the first week of the year, we can recap a huge one over Louisville. How about that? That would be awesome. That'd be yeah. really feel awesome. Feel free to join in on my Twitter war against at UNC underscore humor. It's UNC, getting really intense. Give them the hat tip out to there. Yeah, don't give them the, the clicks. UNC humor doesn't no, even I'm, I'm sound saying, that I'm funny. You need to you know, look at, look at the, what this, this fool is saying. He, he just keeps calling another man, another grown man, broski. Like, who <laughs> talks like that? I prefer Carolina still my fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's calling people broski tells all you need to know. 
All right, guys. So very Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you later. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.